0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, a Friday reunion with NFL Swiss
1: Army Knife Taysom Hill. He joins us live. Interest increases for Elijah Bryant. Will he be the next Cougar in the NBA?
0: Plus, the weapons of choice for BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. Is it the wide receivers or running backs? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store simulcast on BYU TV and BYU radio now from Studio B here's
1: Spencer Linton
0: and Jerem Jordan BYU Sports Nation is live Friday this is how we do it your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere happy July 19th wherever and however you're connected great to have you with us I'm Spencer Linton teamed up once again with Jerem Jordan who also doubles as a Top Gun Maverick filming extra. How's that going, man?
1: I wish, man. Uh, well, the filming's all done uh, because they made a trailer and it came out yesterday.
0: How about that? Yeah, how'd you feel about it the first time you saw it?
1: I wish they had had Danger Zone as the song on it. I think that was really missing from the whole experience. You so need I some saw Kenny Loggins. Someone who performed uh, in the Smithfield House, I think, in the 80s as well here. Um, no, no more concerts on campus, unfortunately. There, there are concerts, but I mean like... Sure. You know, rock or pop or whatever. Um, Yeah. Someone made the trailer with the danger zone. (laughs) And it was way better. Just way better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I heard that first initial bell from the music and I was like, "Okay, I'm all in. I'm all in. Lieutenant Pete Mitchell. Summer 2020. He's back. 33 years ago. Top Gun was released. Can you believe that? 1986. Apparently Val Kilmer's in it. John Hamm is making an appearance in the movie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Today's show lineup I'm also looking forward to because it includes Taysom Hill. What has he learned from one of the all-time greats, Drew Brees, that has impacted his career and helped him become a better NFL quarterback and utility player? Plus, shoes that can make you run faster. Seriously. Some BYU professors have documented this, and that got us thinking about our favorite all-time pair of shoes and the worldwide debut, Jerem, of not BYU headlines. Let's do this. Go. These are the real headlines. Former BYU basketball guard Elijah Bryant has multiple NBA offers, according to league sources. Bryant averaged 14.3 points, four rebounds, and just over three assists per game with the Milwaukee Bucks summer league team. He told us he's considering his options, as he should, and hopes to make a decision soon.
1: Women's basketball guard Shaylee Gonzalez tore her ACL and meniscus Monday in practice and will redshirt this season. This is a huge bummer. Gonzalez led BYU in scoring with 17 a game, was the West Coast Conference Newcomer of the Year. Put up, what, 32 in the NCAA tournament in the second round against Stanford. She was poised to be a player of the year candidate yeah, and unfortunately yeah. is going to be out for next season. Not awesome.
0: This is a significant loss for Jeff Jadkins in BYU women's basketball.
1: And it really damages kind of, I, I think they could still be a really good team. But sure. we thought this team might be ranked, sweet 16-ish, uh, like really high potential. They still could be good, but ah, you lose your leading score, that's tough.
0: Yeah, they're arguably the favorite to win the West Coast Conference with everything they brought back. Now that Shaley Gonzalez is out, Gonzaga probably steps back up into that role clearly.
1: Yeah. Still a lot of good talent there. It's just tough when your leading score goes down.
0: Maybe it's Maria Alviero's time to shine,
1: the uh, guard from Brazil. Yeah. We'll see. Talvez. That means maybe. All right. Talvez. In uh, 14.
0: Okay. The Boletnikoff Award watch list honoring the nation's top receiver was announced yesterday. Four BYU opponents make the list. Aaron Fuller from Washington and Tony O'Gandy-Golden from Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Michael Pittman Jr. from USC and his teammate Amon Ross St. Brown. The John Mackey Award for Outstanding Tight Ends and Remington Trophy for the Best Center will both be released today.
1: Should mention no Cougars were on the list. Yeah. Not shocking. But Tony Finau finished round two at one under par, currently tied for 13th in the Open Championship. Let's go Tony. In Northern Ireland.
0: I asked this yesterday. Is this the time? Is is this where he breaks through as a major champion? He's been close mm-hmm. so many times. Yep. All rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it and so are we. It's what's
1: trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Save a chair for Elijah in the Indiana? NBA. Elijah Bryant joined us 2 days ago. And we talked to him about his future opportunities. This is what he told us about his options comparing the NBA to maybe something overseas.
1: In terms of like, ideally, I, obviously, NBA would be ideal, but there's so many great options overseas that haven't come yet that I know will come. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: Tony Jones, NBA reporter for The Athletic at T. Jones on the NBA sent out this tweet yesterday. Former BYU guard Elijah Bryant has multiple NBA offers. League sources tell The Athletic. He is considering his options, hopes to make a decision soon. Bryant had a strong showing in summer league for the Milwaukee Bucks. Jerem, the question now is, will Elijah Bryant make the jump and play in an NBA game this season?
1: Perhaps. Perhaps he's the guy that's in the G League and is a two-way player, uh, gets the call-up to be the end-of-bench guy, perhaps makes a splash. If he plays in a single NBA game, that would be tremendous because he told us when he left BYU early, I will play in the NBA. And I thought, "Mm, right now, I just don't see it. But he had a great summer. He had a great uh, first year in Israel. Israel is not one of the top leagues, but what did he do? He performed well there. And then he went to the Summer League, and he performed well there. 14 a game, 53% shooting, 50 from three. Had the 31-point game to kind of make a splash, right? And that game did more for him than what he did overall. Because you need to just shine bright and people remember a little bit. So perhaps he will. I'm. I, who knows what team, by the way? He's not necessarily going to the Bucks, But... Any team, frankly. We're beggars in this. Like when Kyle Collinsworth played for tanking Dallas, it was fun to see him play, even though that team was openly tanking. Yeah, It was great, and it's been kind of quiet with Kyle. We hope that Kyle kind of gets back there. Brandon Davies played with the 76ers when they were garbage. But it, it was just that you're in the best league. I don't, I'm not going to be picky. Jimmer was on a 10-day with the Suns. The Suns were the worst. But it didn't matter. Just get these guys in the league somehow.
0: Multiple sources. When I first read that, I thought, wow, I, th- I think it sounds like Elijah Bryant is going to be with an NBA team. I don't
1: know the details, obviously. I'm hoping contracts. more reporters say the same thing. Because right now it's one reporter. It's one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Albeit, Tony Jones is a pretty credible NBA reporter. Sure.
1: I just want more than one.
0: If it's 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 indeed multiple offers, I don't see any way that at some point he doesn't play at least a minute in the NBA this season. But again, what are those offers? Two-way contracts, things like that. I just hope he gets a shot because if it doesn't progress how he wants, then we know Europe will always be there. Like, Europe's going to be there for Elijah Bryant now. After what he did in his first season in Israel and the summer league he had with the Milwaukee Bucks just a few days ago, if multiple NBA teams are interested, Europe will be there. Like, th- there will be something there for him. So why not strike while the iron's hot, to use the cliche, stock is high, cash in now. He's young. Yep. Uh, yes. He's not getting any younger, and he left early, we believe because he was a little bit worried about being older than some of the other guys, and who knows how his knees are holding up. It, they seem to be doing just fine right
1: now. The real question we should be asking is if he plays in a game in the NBA, does it validate leaving early leaving early yeah. is the question I, I would still argue no because I still think you could get yourself in that position, but it 'd be great to see him in the nba it 'd be great to see him uh, you know in Europe at some point yeah. performing well. Yeah, he's got to take advantage of the next couple of years where he is his best self. The way
0: that the NBA has developed, front-loading the star contracts, now teams are just trying to find guys to fill out the rosters that you don't have to pay very much. So this is good for Elijah Bryant. like He is that type of player. Like, hey, we just need to fill out our roster. Here's a guy that performed well in the Summer League. We think he could contribute if called upon. He can be, you know man number 11, 12, or 13 on Well, he might be bench. 15. He might be yeah. 15, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Again, the two-way contract is a thing that uh, a lot of NBA teams like, going between the G League and the big club. I hope he gets a shot, and from what it sounds like, I think he will play at least – one game in the NBA
1: this season. Good good for him. Topic two, we're less than two weeks away from fall camp. BYU has a lot of the same dudes returning on offense, but riddle me this. Will the running backs or wide receivers be a bigger weapon for Zach Wilson this season?
0: Well, if BYU throws as much as I would like them to, then it should be the wide receivers. I want them to have a serious case here, Jerem. I want the wide receivers to be a more prominent factor than they have been in years recent, but That said, I think it's going to be the running backs, just because they're multifaceted by nature. They run, they pass catch, and they provide blocking help. And the crew of running backs is reinforced with two very capable transfers in Tyson Williams and Emmanuel Isupa, joining Lopini Coteau, who I think has been a little bit underhyped because of all the news of the transfers. I think Lopini's quietly getting a lot better in his offseason. So the running backs just by general nature, I think will have more of an impact and be a better arsenal of weapons in terms of production for Zach Wilson. I don't know. What do you
1: think? Tyson Williams is certainly an intriguing thing in all this, right? Yes, um, yeah. That we've talked about a lot. I'm with you. I think it's the running backs. Um, it, it, it's not the receivers, and I've, I've kind of talked about this group. Do you know how many wide receivers averaged 40 yards per game last year for BYU? Zero, One zero. Zero. Do you know how many oh. averaged 30 zero. It was Elevahifo with 27.5 yards per game. It's not very much, right? Um, The BYU wide receivers, we've talked about, okay, an experienced group. Experience doesn't mean you're good. It just means you played, right? I think that this group can be good, but I want to see it. And we've had this trio of Talon Shumway, Elevahifo, and Micah Simon for three years, and we have not really seen uh, their best selves. But now they're seniors. Now it's the time for them to make the leap. You add in Gunnar Romney, you add in Dax Milne uh, to this crew who now aren't freshmen, now aren't as wide-eyed, right? Gunner Romney healthy. I think Romney could be the best receiver BYU has. To me, I, I think the answer to this question is running backs. But this all depends on how uncomfortable Jeff Grimes wants to be. He is very comfortable running the rock, Okay. Last season, 58% of BYU's yards came from passes. That was, uh, that was you know, 60 the year before, 50 the year before, 70 the year before that. Um, Ty Detmer was 60% or, or fewer in that number. BYU was as well. I would love to see BYU get to the mid-60s with the percentage of total yards oh. coming from the pass. 70 yard, uh, 70% was the high with Tanner Mangum starting 12 games. BYU said, you know what? Your strength is throwing it a lot and throwing it well. And as a freshman, he did with that group of receivers.
0: And the wide receivers were the best group.
1: Yes. And so you went that direction. I think right now the running backs look like the group that I would trust just a little more. I think if the receivers can show us more, obviously you want balance. And, and in 2016, BYU went 9-4 and four with 50% pass rush. Yards. Not what the play was called, but where the yards actually happened. uh, How
0: much does the quarterback running this year factor into that, I wonder?
1: If Zach Wilson runs? Yeah. yeah. And I think you should run, but not a ton, right? When you average 7.3 yards per carry on non-sack rushes, I think you should run sometimes. And just get out of bounds. Or slide.
0: I want it to be the wide receivers. I want this to be a thing for BYU, which brings us to our stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
0: Returning wide receivers are counted for 42.8% of BYU's receiving yards last season. That's crazy low. What? You pointed out 43%? the per game averages. That's what, they, EFO. that's
1: what they do. It's their job to and catch the ball. <laughs> the tight ends are taking an
0: increasingly large role. Matt Bushman coming on late in the season. Dallin Holker was a big part of that. Yeah. BYU throws to the running backs quite a bit. I want that number to jump. I want the wide receivers to take that next step and make us all wrong.
1: Yeah, BYU underused Dylan Colley the whole year until the bowl game. It was like, what? Where's this been? Yeah, certainly. Sir- At the end end of the day, I'm not sure I care that much what the distribution actually is, as long as there's lots of yards and lots of touchdowns. Like, I don't care if the receivers catch zero touchdown passes, as long as BYU puts up 40 a game. Like, I, yes, they're going to have to produce. I get it.
0: It took some intense conversations in the heat of the moment in games for BYU to finally lean towards passing the ball. BYU scored 42 points in the second half of the Potato (laughs) Bowl, and it took. A crazy, intense halftime conversation.
1: The pass opened up the run, which is what happened in the 80s.
0: Can we do this again? And more importantly, can BYU find success doing this at home in game number one? Countdown to the youths. 41 days. Under six weeks. Happy Leon White Day. Mm, he talk awesome. about a great
1: BYU Cougar. Oh, arguably the greatest linebacker ever. Here.
0: That linebacker crew when he was playing at BYU?
1: Kurt awesome. Woo! By the way, tomorrow's 40 days. Are we fasting from Saturday <laughs> until the game? In hopes. Or when? Anybody? <laughs> Should we do something for 40 no, we, days? We could do like during the day fast. Right, like anus canter? Yeah,
0: like a partial day fast every day.
1: Everyone assumes it's like the whole day. (laughs) We're going
0: to fast from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m.
1: Yes. (laughs) I'm not going to drink this water. (laughs) And you aren't going to drink this soda.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Our question of the day, going back to what we were just talking about. Will BYU running backs or wide receivers be a bigger asset of weapons for Zach Wilson this season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Michael Sorensen answers on Facebook. Running backs. The addition of two talented transfers plus Lopini Catoa makes this running back group really deep, which BYU hasn't seen in a while. In my eyes, the only proven receivers are Alevahifo and Matt Bushman. And Matt Bushman doesn't technically qualify
1: as a wide receiver. Yeah, we're talking specific to receivers. Bushman obviously qualifies in terms of his production, but... Lavajivo can be really good. We've seen him go, what, 135 or something at Mississippi State. He had the 70-yard catch in the potato bowl. He averaged 28 a game last year. I want that number to be 50-plus. Sure. For 11, right?
0: Yes, any BYU receiver for that matter. Gunnar Romney, Talon Shumway, Micahson, I don't care. Just somebody average over 50 yards receiving a game.
1: Yeah, when... Yeah. Right? numbers weren't good enough last year. Right. But they will be with Zach Wilson, I believe. Coming up, BYU's role in determining the fastest shoe. But first...
0: He's a Swiss Army type of NFL player. Taysom Hill joins us. It's been a while. How does he expect his role to develop this season with the New
1: Orleans Saints? This is BYU Sports Nation. Any other countries make knives? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturdays at noon Eastern on BYU Radio and the podcast feed later you can find the best of BYU Sports Nation featuring the best conversations and interviews each week.
0: Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is a fantastic Friday. We're going to talk to Taysom Hill, New Orleans Saints utility player, quarterback in just a few minutes. We've been discussing what's going to be the greater weapon or weapons for Zach Wilson this year, the group of running backs or the group of wide receivers. Given the numbers last year, even with Zach Wilson's insurgence of numbers at late in the season, you still have to wonder what BYU is gonna do. What's
1: what's their foretegan to be this year? Yeah, we did the running backs and the receivers on purpose because the answer is the offensive line. That's the answer. But we wanted to look at the quote unquote skill positions. Tight end sure. will be a huge uh, boon to Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Does the offensive line, can an offensive line, define a team? Uh absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Now joining us, a guy who appreciates offensive linemen for sure, NFL quarterback, Swiss Army Knife football player, the pride of Pocatello, Idaho's Highland High School, Taysom Hill on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Taysom, great to have you back on the show, man.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's been a while. It has been a it's while. It's been a minute. We yeah. were just
0: thinking about that. Hey, off-seasons are shorter and busier than ever, it seems, for a professional athlete. That said, you got to maximize the time you have off. So what's the best non-football-related thing you've done this summer?
2: Oh, man, I've tried to play as much golf as possible. Um, <laughs> nice. But I, I would say uh, my wife and I took a trip to Europe, um, and we had a great time, just spent 10 days uh, exploring Uh, different parts of of Europe, and it was a great time to just spend with with the family and and, uh, do some traveling.
1: What's the most days in a given year between uh, workouts for you? How many days off do you ever take consecutively where you don't work out?
2: Yeah, um, man, I would say once we finish the season, um, I'll I'll usually – You know, take at least a week to two weeks off where I'm not doing anything. And then I will say I don't do a lot of football-related things, you know, for the month of February, um, March, where I, when I do go work out, I'm I'm just in the gym. I'm just, you know, running, exercising, doing stuff like that. And then as we start to transition and get ready to OTAs, you know, I start to to work into the football-specific things. But the most time I'll take off is about two weeks.
0: Well, like you said, you've played a lot of golf, or as much as you possibly can. More importantly, have you adequately embarrassed David Nixon on the golf course this summer?
2: <laughs> you know, we actually haven't played that much golf together. But we, we went to Hawaii, and uh, we we got it in when we were in Hawaii for sure. And uh, I'll, I'll leave that up for you guys to discuss with him <laughs> Um on how that went.
0: <laughs> ah yes. Oh, we love David for the record, but uh We li- we like to see him struggle a little bit. <laughs> my, my my favorite
1: thing, Taysom, is us watching BYU in a road game and we're in the green room chatting and then he'll just FaceTime you and all of a sudden we're just chatting with you. you know, those those are my favorite, you know? Yeah, it's
2: great. That's uh that's <laughs> what brother in laws do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but he he's been awesome. You you guys obviously know him well, but he's he's been a ton of fun to have as a brother in law and then To be able to learn from his experience and, um, you know, through BYU and in the NFL and everything else has has been a great resource.
0: Taysom Hill with us on BYU Sports Nation. What's your schedule like these days as you approach another NFL season and training camp?
2: Yeah, it's busy, you know. So I go back next week, Wednesday. We report Thursday uh, to training camp and then, you know, you you go from 8 a.m. practice and then your last thing for the day is, is at 9.30 at night. And so... They're long days. Um, so I would say right now is just trying to make sure that I maximize the time that um, I have with, with my wife um, and then making sure that I'm physically and mentally prepared uh, to go into camp and, and to, to perform at the best of my ability. So I spend a significant amount of time in the morning, um, you know, in the weight room, throwing, doing all the exercises that I feel like I need to do to get there. And then the afternoons, i try to maximize the time you know, with family before I, I say goodbye for a
1: month. At some point as you approached your NFL career, obviously you want to be a starting quarterback in the league. When did you decide, and, and maybe there was a moment, maybe it wasn't, where, okay, I'm going to just help this team in any way possible. When, how did that come about?
2: Sure. Um, that, that really wasn't my idea. You know, I, I remember my rookie year, I, I went into meetings. It was Wednesday. So Wednesday was our first day of practice in preparation for the next week. And I'm walking into a meeting and I had a bunch of my teammates kind of looking at me, smiling, laughing. And I'm starting to wonder like, what is so funny? Like, what is going on? You guys. And, um, I had no idea that there was even a, a special teams like depth chart, you know, that they posted on our board. And I had no idea that that even existed. But all the, all my teammates went and looked at it, and I showed up on the depth chart in special teams. And so they're all laughing at me. And then finally our special teams coach pulled me aside and said, hey, like, no pressure. Like, I'm just going to I'm gonna have you do some, some scout team kickoff stuff today. I'm going to have you do some scout team punt return stuff today. Uh, but just, you know, go run fast. Do what we tell you to do. And um, I just want to fill it out. And so I did that Wednesday. I went in Thursday and I found that I was starting on three of the special teams units, you know, that week. And, uh, you know, Coach Payton pulled me aside and kind of told me how it all transpired. And uh, what I realized was they, they had another game day active 46 roster spot available and they wanted to give me an opportunity to, to do it. So they looked at our inactive list, they looked at what I ran, what I jumped, and how big I was, and they said, "Well, why can't this guy help us?" And um, that's how it transpired. And then, you know, I, w- I was just really excited to have the opportunity to help the team, you know, in any way that I could, and I'm grateful that they created an opportunity for me.
1: How did it evolve into uh, tight end and running back, and uh, you know, quarterback, of course, uh, on offense?
2: That's a that's a good question. I don't I don't have the inside scoop, um, (laughs) but, um, you know, I I think through the preseason last year, you know, being able to go through a training camp and everything with new Orleans for the first time, I was able to do different things in unique ways. And, you know, we put in some zone read stuff, just kind of on the whim and had some fun with it. And then we had some success doing that in the preseason and, um, You know, I think one of the things that makes Coach Payton so good for so long is that he gets the most out of his athletes, and he doesn't ask people to do what they're not able to do. And I think, you know, Coach has always been known as a creative guy and loves to take chances and risks, and um, so he created an opportunity for me. And um, I remember – as we first started this process, I knew that I was going to be on a short list. So I had a certain amount of, you know, anxiety going into these games because I knew that if it didn't go well, well then, you know, it was this experiment that that was probably just going to go by the wayside and I was going to be done doing it. Um, but coach did a great job of preparing me for it showing me, you know, what to expect and what to look for. And, um, you know, we made the most of it, and so that role just continued to grow and grow, and, you know, hopefully that that's uh, what happens this season.
1: Are you a quarterback who plays other positions or an athlete who plays quarterback?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I however you guys want to describe it is is, is fine by me, um, but I, I will tell you, you know, my mindset going into the NFL has always been, like, I want to play quarterback in the NFL. And I realize that there's thirty two NFL teams and that there's only, you know, one starting quarterback on every one of those teams. And so I know how competitive and how difficult it is to get to that position. But my hope is that like I just want an opportunity to, to be one of those guys. Um and I'm I'm content with that and I feel like I can make the most of the opportunity when it arrives and um, but that—that that is definitely the goal, is to play quarterback in the NFL. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely a guy that loves to compete and wants to help the team win in any way that I can. And so I'll continue to do that as well.
0: We'll call it this, NFL quarterback and NFL athlete Taysom Hill with us on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Taysom, it's obviously been a remarkable journey to this point. When you played your first significant NFL snaps, whether on special teams or in some other forum, I know it's hard to quantify, but how validating was that for you personally?
2: Yeah, um, it, it was. It was super validating. Um, I, I always felt like I was I was capable of doing it, you know. And I, I think that for any athlete, as you make the jump from high school to college or college to the NFL, there is a certain amount of, you know, anxiety of like, oh, can I do this? Um, And I remember I I had conversations with our quarterback coach in Green Bay. I had conversations with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay where they had all described like a moment in their careers or a moment when they've seen players have a moment of, you know, a play or they made a player an experience of saying, like, I belong, like I can play in this in this league and I belong in this league. And I will say that I had moments like that when I was in Green Bay where I felt that I was, I was good enough to play at this level. And I was confident in my ability to, to do it and and compete at this level. Um, But I think going into that, you know, there's a certain amount of unsurety and everything else. And then um, I had moments like that in practice. And then I had moments like that in the preseason. But as you mentioned, I would say that I was ultimately, you know, validated as I got into it a regular season game or I was playing in the playoffs, making plays. And I would say that, you know, that process continues to evolve where I continue to have those, those moments where I'm, I'm validated. And, uh, you know, as a child, the ultimate goal is to play at that level. And, um, you know, it, it's been so much fun for me.
1: What's the biggest stigma you fight as a guy that's from Idaho that went to BYU in the NFL?
2: Um, I, I don't think, honestly, I, I don't feel like I've been treated any differently uh, because I went to BYU. I don't feel like I've been treated any differently because I grew up in a, a small town or played at a, a small high school. I think the NFL is made up of so many people with with different backgrounds, and everybody everybody knows that. Um, and so, I, I would say that, um, that there really hasn't been one particular thing that has been difficult for me you know i think that there's stigmas of being a rookie that that makes it difficult as you make that transition to the nfl but my experience has been really really positive um and then i would say as you as your teammates see you start to work and as they see you start to make plays like any stigma just goes away and you're one of the guys and that's been my experience
0: you mentioned working with Aaron Rodgers for a short time in Green Bay. Obviously, you've been working around and closely with uh, one of your good friends now, Drew Brees. How has he impacted your development as an NFL football player?
2: Yeah, I mean, going to New Orleans, working with Coach Payton and specifically Drew has been the best thing that could have happened uh, for my you know, young NFL career. Drew has, has been an incredible mentor. He's been a great leader, and he's been a great friend to me. And um, I, I I just can't think of a better scenario or a better situation for me to be in right now. And I think, you know, you can go into situations and, and guys know what works for them, Um and Guys could easily not include you or not teach you or incorporate you on that schedule or that routine and from the second that I got to New Orleans, you know drew let me know what his routine was and said, "No pressure, but like you are welcome to be a part of it and Since day one, I got there, I adopted it, and um to the point where we get to the season, and I spend. From six a.m. in the morning to seven o'clock at night, I spend that time with Drew, learning, watching film with him, and practice with him, and it's been the greatest thing.
1: Let's finish with this. You got a fifty-six rating in Madden. That's just <laughs> that's just dumb. We took great issue with this,
0: Taysom. Yeah. Like there was much yelling in Studio B. What's your reaction to that nonsense? Uh, I no comment. I, <laughs>
1: you know, I, we I we honestly, commented for you.
2: Yeah, I honestly, um, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me one bit. Um, you know the things that, and and I learned this from you know early days at BYU as I became friends with Max Hall and John Beck and Riley and all these guys that have come through there. BYU is not a, not an easy place to to play quarterback, and um, they all shared experiences with me of like, man, what what you need to pay attention to is. You know how your your coaches view you, how your teammates view you, and you can't control uh everything else. And so, um, I learned that from a, from an early age, and that's definitely been you know my men- mentality you know moving forward. And so. All the Madden stuff and everything else, like you know, again, that's that's all good and doesn't bother me one bit.
0: I believe we termed it as grade A baloney, and we're standing by it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it for you, Taysom. It's great to catch up with you, man. Uh, say hello to your buddy Corbin Cafusi for us uh, from say, here in studio. Say B. Design
1: Zion Williamson as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, we, we, do? we we wish you continued success and luck, man. We're thrilled for you and uh, great to talk with you.
2: Okay, let me know next time you're in New Orleans. You got
0: it, man. Thanks, Taysom.
2: All right, talk soon. Bye.
0: Taysom Hill on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First. You know why, we show
1: how. I found myself in New Orleans last summer and I went to a uh, ward on Sunday morning, the New Orleans first ward. And uh I I look up and passing the sacrament is this six foot two, two hundred thirty five pounds. You know, hunky dude, and I was like, Oh, that's that's Taysom Hill. <laughs> Let's taste him. So just doing his yeah. thing. Went went to the uh, shout out to the New Orleans first ward. You guys are great. Coming up, the first ever BYUSN mock headlines. But first we take a look at my shoe collection, in in a way.
0: A- at least my favorite pair of shoes. And we dive into the mind of Jerem Jordan on that matter as well. This is BYU Sports Nation. Does Dave Rose want this though? Back on a Friday, BYU Sports Nation continues. We just had a fantastic conversation with New Orleans Saints quarterback, Swiss Army Knife, athletic player, whatever you want to call him, Taysom Hill.
1: It wasn't his idea to be the utility guy. How about that? You just got put on special teams and then performed well, and then on offense they mix it. That's- yeah, apparently all of his teammates knew before him, too. He did say the goal is definitely to play quarterback in the NFL, though.
0: Spending every day of training – when it comes to the quarterbacks
1: with Drew Brees. Like, that's awesome. That, that's experience for a lifetime. Right? More than 12 regardless hours of, a day. Regardless of what plays out with him in the NFL, he'll always have. That is fantastic. Hey, I became friends with Drew Brees. That's
0: cool. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Former BYU basketball guard Elijah Bryant hopefully has some opportunities with some key NBA players in his future. He has multiple NBA offers, according to league sources. Brian averaged 14.3 points, four rebounds, and over three assists per game with the Milwaukee Bucks Summer League team. He told us this week he's obviously considering his options, hopes the NBA is the option, but will weigh everything when it comes down to it.
1: Women's basketball guard Shaylee Gonzalez tore her ACL and meniscus Monday in practice and will redshirt this season. Gonzalez led BYU with 17 a game in scoring and was the West Coast Conference Newcomer of the Year This is certainly a big blow for BYU women's hoops, who will will still be good, but uh, when you lose your leading scorer uh, off for freshman season, that's a big deal. Best of luck to Gonzalez, who had surgery, I believe, yesterday. Yeah,
0: and from what I hear, it went well. We were crushed to learn that this had happened. This stinks. We wish, yeah, a very speedy and full recovery for Shaley Gonzalez. We're thinking about you. The Bolitnikoff Award watch list announced yesterday, which recognizes the nation's top receivers. No BYU players on that list. Not a shocker. Four BYU opponents, however, make that list. Aaron Fuller from Washington. Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. Michael Pittman Jr. from USC. And his USC teammate, Amon Ross St. Brown. The John Mackey Award for Outstanding Tight Ends and the Remington Trophy honoring the nation's top centers will be released today. I think BYU will have
1: players on yes. both of those lists. Yes. Matt Bushman and your boy James, uh, James Jimmer MP. Yep. And Tony Finau finished round two at one under and currently sits tied for 12th in the Open Championship. Go, Tony! I, mean, I think he moved up a spot since uh, the start of the show.
0: Go, baby. Hang Even around. he's finished. Be near that top group, if not in the top group, come on Sunday.
1: Make the cut. Unlike uh, your boy El Tigre. Oh boy, <laughs> he's back to being bad. <laughs> it's there will be other tournaments where Tiger
0: makes a splash, but yeah, it's uh, it's he's not getting any younger. Texas and Notre Dame are like, yeah, man, we're yeah. back. Texas is back. Notre yeah. Dame is back. <laughs> <laughs> Notre Dame
1: is a great regular season too. I'm down. <laughs>
0: Hey, maybe you saw this, BYU Sports Nation, but if you didn't, pay attention. A BYU professor by the name of Ian Hunter recently headed a group of university professors that include our friend and Olympian marathoner Jared Ward in a research project to determine if a shoe can actually make you run faster and more efficiently. It's probably
1: you run faster in the shoe, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's funny how that works. Because I don't think a shoe can make you run faster, right? We'll call it Mythbusters of sorts yeah, at BYU. Yeah. But it's an interesting ploy, right?
0: Now, the study, which was published in the Journal of Sports Science, found that the Nike Vaporfly 4% resulted in a 2.8% improved running economy.
1: <laughs> that sounds good. It sounds great, right? I don't exactly know what that means, but I think I get it. Long live the BYU-Nike relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oh, oh! it was a Nike shoe. What a coincidence. I... Wow.
0: <laughs> that led me to the following conversation in my own head. Yeah. It's my all-time favorite pair of shoes. The, the pair of shoes you thought, if I have those, I can jump higher. I'll play basketball better. I'll play sports. Oh, whatever. Well, this,
1: like, this changes the conversation no, okay. because I was going to say my pair of shoes is the Doc Martens I wore on my mission that had holes in them by the end of my mission. <laughs> but mine is the Allen Iverson question shoe. Oh, all-time Low. classic shoe. I wore this as a sophomore on the sophomore team where I averaged 1.9 points per game starting half the games. I was amazing in those shoes. Yeah. I would have scored 0. 0.9 instead I scored 1.9. Oh, I love per that game. look. The uh the honeycomb yes. air pocket. I bought them at Ocini's in West Jordan. This is the blatant uh reference to them. They were great growing up. What did Loved they call Ocini's. that? It was like
0: the Hexacon technology or whatever it was. Whatever the terminology, I have no was back idea. Then. Yeah, no. no, that's a great. That's that word didn't shoe. even
1: exist in '02 when I bought them. Hey, for me, <laughs>
0: rewind to 1991 and the introduction of the Reebok Blacktop sneaker. This was my first real pair of basketball shoes and it's my favorite because of the context that goes in around it. my parents had seven kids which i still now that i'm a parent of three i just can't even comprehend seven and six of us were still living under the same roof stretched thin they somehow found a way to buy me this pair of shoes and it was kind of my introduction into the world of basketball at that level. I, I was like smelling the shoes the entire way home from the store. Yeah. I you look at them you can't and, do that and admire them. Yeah. yeah it's just, so that that for me, a, a close second, the Air Jordan 6 infrared. Like the, he won those or he wore those shoes in his first NBA championship season. And that, that to me was like the pinnacle shoe. The Air Jordan. Yeah. Wonderful. Anyway, uh, you can chime in on this conversation. What are your favorite pairs of shoes all time? Do you have something that makes you run faster or jump higher? Let us know if you do. That, that gives you a better performance economy?
1: Yeah, performance <laughs> economy is what it's all about. Coming up, where could the next BYU Fan Fest be headed? They had Ooh. one last night in
0: Farmington. Great turnout from your what sister I hear. Was My there. sister was there, hung out with Mark Pope, our guy David Almodova. Great stuff. Jason Shepard, haven't heard from him for a while. Who? He's still. Oh, yeah. He's a little disappointed uh, in one of our headlines next It's non-BYU news. This is BYU Sports Nation. That mustache, man.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Will the BYU running backs or wide receivers be a bigger arsenal of weapons for Zach Wilson this season? Lori Wood answers on Facebook. Receivers. Zach with his mechanics is such a weapon. Kalani and his fans want aggressive play in the air, supported by the run.
1: I think that's well composed because a lot of times you talk about, well, you gotta, you got to set it up with a run. Not necessarily. What's the defense expecting on first and ten? A run probably up the middle for like two yards. Hey, now you're in second and long. You want to get, you know, uh, 50% of the yards or whatever on that first down and whatnot. So why not sling it occasionally?
0: Now, we've talked about Shaylee Gonzalez. I want to bring up, she has uh, responded to us. She says, thank you for the support. This experience will only make me want to come back even better and stronger. I start rehab today, and I can't wait for the day I am able to get back on the court. Rehab today? Wow. Had a, re- a torn ACL report, uh, repaired yesterday in surgery. And meniscus. And meniscus. Yeah, we uh, That's great. We love her enthusiasm. She's a fearless competitor.
1: Yeah, she's so, great. We've got anyway. the vlog. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This. Hey, that makes for great content, right? Drama. Unfortunately, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know it. Join the conversation anytime, 24-7 on social media by using the hashtag BYUSN. It's now time, Jerem, for the worldwide debut of not BYU news presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Yet here we are. <laughs> wow. Oh, shall we begin? Headline number one BYU announces fan fest at Disneyland. Cougar fans
1: ecstatic. We repeat these are not actual headlines. <laughs> Can you
0: imagine the oh, gathering at Disneyland?
1: There's there no school that wants to rep itself more than BYU at Disneyland. Oh, a Disneyland oh. BYU Fan Fest? They wouldn't even need to announce it. They'd just show up and then the BYU fans would congregate. And you know what they wouldn't do? They wouldn't punch each other. <laughs> Second headline. Utah football staff decides to hold meeting in Tanner Building, conveniently <laughs> placed above the practice <laughs> field. <laughs> At BYU. Interesting. (laughs) How did this get approved? Who said
0: this was okay?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Interesting. I repeat, these are not actual headlines. This is like the onion, but BYU. Blue onion sports. Blue onion. We're going to look into uh, the trademarking that. Yes.
0: Our not BYU news headlines continue. At number three. Woke Cosmo argues Cougar Tail is insensitive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) let <laughs> show a picture of like 1961. The fire Cosmo burning and a, a bonfire, <laughs> like a fire is burning. Yeah, behind you. Woke, what, yeah. Cosmo. Is Cosmo woke? That's the question. Stay woke, I, I, my I think, friends. Yeah, I think I think so. Cougar tail. Oh. Yeah. cougar tail. One word. Two words. What is it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Number four. Jason Shepherd told not to participate in home run celebrations starting in 2020 season. <laughs> Not a good look when you run out onto the diamond, Jason. I believe another headline that we didn't include, which maybe didn't get approved, but I'm just going to say right now is Jason Shepard also asked not to wear a cup in the dugout during the broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Photoshop. No, no, no. That's real. Oh, that's real. I'm sorry. That's real. That's a
0: real picture of him celebrating a home run with Brock Hale. Very
1: well lit looking Mm -hmm. to the uh, uh, the northwest.
0: Incredible lighting in that photo. And fifth. Jimmer Fredette's statue added to Parthenon after first year playing in Greece. There
1: it is. <laughs> and it's of him at BYU. Interesting. Not Panathenaic. Okay. Listen. He is in Athens. I, BYU doesn't put up statues anymore. They used to do some statues, right? I, maybe it's an idol worship thing. I don't know. Ask Michelle Peralta her opinion mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, if BYU did statues... Jimmer, Jimmer, Jimmer has one, right? Yeah.
0: Who's on the Mount Rushmore it, of BYU sports? Like that's that's a conversation that usually comes up once a year, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it it does a lot. <laughs> it's good fodder for the. Who summer. deserves? Sure. Yeah, sure. who
0: deserves a statue? Anyway, yeah. those
1: are are not BYU headlines. Okay, presented <laughs> by Blue Onion Sports. I want to mention that. Uh, th- no, that it had an actual sponsor. I know. Yeah, BYU it's food. BYU to food to go. The Duh, MVP, MVP of, next of your match. next yes. event. um There were like. Two hundred fifty of these headlines. By the way, we've got a lot more. Some we can't say on the air. Some we can. And I was laughing out loud oh. reading these like a week. Oh my gosh! Okay, uh, who who made that? By the way, it was uh, Parker Long, Tanner,
0: Tanner, Tanner Lewis. Tanner Lewis. Two of our uh,
1: students made those. They were fantastic. Well done, gentlemen. Where is honor coming up? Where is honorary Cougar Tony Fino in the latest Open Championship leaderboard in Northern Ireland. Plus, a
0: shout-out to only the elite with
1: our elite voice of the day.
0: Another BYU legend who might make his way out of the Mount Rushmore of BYU Cougars was in some dribbling drills yesterday. This BYU Sports Nation.
1: This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event.
0: Fantastic Friday show. Shout out to today's guest, Taysom
1: Hill of the New Orleans Saints. I remember him. Shows on demand via the podcast and BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar whiparound. Cougars in pro hoops. Elijah Bryant has, quote, multiple NBA offers, according to Tony Jones of The Athletic. Bryant averaged 14 points on 53% shooting in the Vegas Summer League for the Bucks. Men's basketball.
0: BYU forward, Yoli Childs, ranked number one on College Basketball Central's mid-major positional rankings for centers. What? So he's a forward, but he's the number one mid-major center. He's forward-thinking. Childs recorded 21.2 points, nearly 10 rebounds, and 2.1 assists per game for the Cougars. Oh, yeah. He's back,
1: Jerem. Football. Unlike Tiger. BYU didn't have any players on the Blintnikoff award watch list for best receiver yesterday. However, four opponents were on the list. Today, the John Mackey Award for Outstanding Tight Ends, which, by the way, didn't exist until, I think, 2000. Otherwise, BYU would have had a, a couple of guys on it. And Remington Trophy for Premier Center watch list will be released today. Women's basketball. West Coast Conference
0: Newcomer of the Year and sophomore guard Shady Gonzalez underwent surgery to repair, an, uh, repair a torn ACL and lateral meniscus that she tore in practice on Monday. Our thoughts with her? Apparently, surgery went well. No prayers? Gonzalez was BYU's top returning scorer with 17 points, 5.6 rebounds, and 4.1 assists per game. Such a dynamic player. Uh, she will miss the entirety of the next season, and yes,
1: definitely our TNP, prayers, right? yeah. our
0: prayers yeah. are with her for
1: sure. Volleyball. Yeah, what is it, just thoughts or just prayers? That's cool. Heather Nighting in the U.S. women's junior national team lost in three to Turkey the U-20 World Championships in Mexico. Nighting had two aces. That's surprising. She was known for uh, her service prowess. That's great. The U.S. will play in the 5th through 8th place bracket. Cougars in the PGA.
0: At the Open Championship, Tony Finau finished round two at one under par. Currently, sits tied
1: for 12th. Jerem, back to you.
0: Soccer. I wish
1: it was Irish. Current players, Cameron Tucker, was that English? I don't know. Elise Flake, Michaela Coolahan, Alyssa Jefferson, and Danica Sarasio. She got uh, Danica Bowman got missed. Yes, yes. And the Utah Royals FC Reserves play Motor City FC in the WPSL Championship semifinals in Stillwater, Oklahoma tonight at nine Eastern. Cougars in the minor. Daniel
0: Sicka Slim Schneeman went three for four with a double, a home run and two runs back in, in the Jackson. In the Scottish. A Scottish one. Go. In the lake county captains five to four loss to the Cedar Rapids Colonels. <laughs> Schneeman is batting 487
1: on the last 10 games. There it is. In single A, Jackson Clough went two for four with the run in a Hagerstown Suns 6-3 loss to the Hickory Crowdance. Brennan Lund won
0: four for the Salt Lake Bees in a 9-6 win against the Sacramento River Cats. Lund batting 359 over his last 10 games. Today's Rise and Shoutouts. For me, Jeremy, I'm giving it to Shaylee Gonzalez, who we just learned yeah. is starting
1: rehab today. Wow, the next day, the road back, That's a surgery. That's wild. Doesn't surprise me at all. Her mine goes to the guard, uh, the dog rather, that was guarding Danny Ainge. Uh, mm-hmm. He put out a, uh, he was dribbling, you know, at home, and and I thought the the dog guarded him pretty well. Oh, fantastic! He still got a little bit of a handle, but uh, I thought that dog uh, forced a turnover there. <laughs> Ultimately, l- I mean, you got to get rid of the ball at some point, right? Listen,
0: arguably the BYU goat gave it a pretty good run. Dan- Danny's oh, yeah. still got some serious ball skills. He's
1: GM Danny now. Come yes, on. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, he's got a great handle, but uh, ultimately the dog stole it away, <laughs> won the day.
1: Well, well, you only get to steal if you possess it, so no, it's just a tip.
0: Great video. We've retweeted it at Spencer underscore Linton, at Jerem Jordan, and uh, we'll put it on our BYU Sports Nation account as well. Our Question of the day, will the BYU football running backs or wide receivers be a bigger weapon for Zach Wilson this season at Cosmo underscore underscore Cougar? Answers on Twitter, wide receivers, no doubt, with a perfect arm, got to chuck it. Or as OJ's lawyer said, if the ball don't go, you must throw. <laughs> I don't
1: remember that one from uh, Johnny
0: Cochran. That's weird. Oh, my goodness. What? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years at MattCougar86 on Twitter. Running backs, not only will they be pounding the rock, they'll be catching the ball as well from the backfield. Screen routes, checkdowns, they will be the reason for a 10-win season this year. Wow. Get Sorry the blue baby. The
1: time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS.
0: Trying to wrap my head around 10 wins, Jerem. Good grief. For Jeremiah Spencer, another shout out to Leon White, forty-one days away. We'll see you from BYU Sports Nation next week. Ah!